You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial. This is Mark Therese, Executive Director at Holy Name Cathedral, who is sitting in for Father Greg Sackowitz, our rector at Holy Name, who's also the host of this show. He is recovering well from his hip surgery as long as he listens to the doctors, keeps that leg elevated, and doesn't think he's going to jump right in to the mix again a week later. So keep him in your prayers. Uh, if you do want to send a card... People have asked me about that. Um, you can send it to Holy Name Cathedral, Rectory 730 North Wabash, Chicago, Illinois, 60611. Today we have a great show. We're going to be talking about the annual Catholic Appeal 2021. The announcement uh, for the appeal is this weekend in your churches, January 30th, 31st. The commitment weekend is the next weekend, February 6th and 7th, and the follow-up weekend is February 13th and 14th. And this section of our show will be welcoming Brendan Keating, Chief Development Officer of the Archdiocese of Chicago, and Father Lou Camelli, a great friend of Holy Name and the Cardinal's Delegate for Formation and Mission. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning, Father Lou. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. How, are How are you? Good. Thank you for joining us uh, this morning. We're going to talk a little bit about kind of the foundation, spiritual foundation of this annual Catholic appeal. But Brendan, why don't you give people a little bit of background on how you ended up uh, Chief Development Officer at the Arch, your job there, and then Father Lou, who's been a guest many times here, but give people a little background on how you ended up um, working with Brendan on this. Brendan? Oh, sure. So uh, thanks for having us on the show Mm -hmm. this morning, Mark. Um, So I'm a local guy. uh, I'm from Oak Park, St. Bernadine Parish. Um, Went to Loyola, got my JD there. Then worked at Loyola University of Chicago in, in fundraising and marketing, and I started at the Archdiocese about three years ago and became the chief development officer two years ago. So, so how, how's it going? It's it's actually going very well, Mark. Good, um, good. Challenging, you know, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, a, it's, been, it's been a very significant challenge, um, but we have so many wonderful donors um, who've been so generous to us, and uh, especially during these last uh, few months of COVID, um, when our offices shut down in March, there was a lot of anxiety, you know, along with a lot of other people about, you know, what would happen um, to our parishes and schools and to, you know, our very important fundraising initiatives that help to support all the good work at the Archdiocese. But what we've seen over this, this these last nine or ten months or so is that uh, people continue to be really generous and they continue to support the work of the Church. So we're really grateful for that. And, and it is a difficult job you have, Brendan. I don't know if you know this, but uh, years back, Father Jim Close was head of development communications for the Arch, and he brought me in to work mm-hmm. with him to to build the office there. And uh, just so you know, you're in you're in a good space because we had the biggest mistake the Cardinals it called was called Cardinals appeal then ever made. We mismatched four hundred thousand uh, letters to our donors. Oh. So it's a tough job. It's, it it it's, is. And, but what yeah. happened was. He ended up saying, after he hit the ceiling, um, mm-hmm. he came back down and said, well, now we've got to let people know about this mistake. We went to all the media outlets, and they mm-hmm. featured it as part of it, part of their newscast because you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of Catholics. And guess what? The collection went up. Yeah, so, that's terrific. So I asked him, can we do it again next year? He said, absolutely not. It's a creative strategy. Exactly. <laughs> Father Lou, what about you? Give yep. people a little bit. Of, our listeners know you, but a little bit more background. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I've been involved with the uh, annual Catholic Appeal uh, actually for quite a while, going back to Cardinal George. And I, I think the way I'm involved is, is 
reflective of my my title, Cardinal's Delegate for Formation and Mission. Mm-hmm. And let me explain that a little bit, because uh, the annual Catholic Appeal uh, certainly has a fundraising aspect to it, and that's really a- absolutely important, because we need funding to sustain the mission and ministries of the um, of the archdiocese and the individual parishes and different initiatives. So that that's a piece of it. But it's much more than just uh, raising money. It is that, uh, but beyond that and underneath it is uh, really a, a, a sense of discipleship. And both Cardinal George and Cardinal Supic are, are, have both been very insistent that the framing of the whole annual Catholic appeal be in this direction. Let me just give you a quick example sure. that uh, for the past several years um, at Cardinal Supic's direction, we have taken up the theme of come follow me. So it's the call to discipleship. And then each year that's been uh, specified a little bit, come follow me and share the word, come follow me and heal the world. And then this year, a very important theme, come follow me and bring hope to the world. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea is that as people enter into the appeal, it's a chance for them to think, pray, and act. And uh, as they do so, they, they can, can reclaim their following of Jesus and what that means, and then also take up, as a disciple of Jesus, his follower, take up their responsibility. See, that's just really important. So it's not just the personal relationship with the Lord, but if we are in a personal relationship with him, then we assume responsibility for his church and for the world at large. In any case, I think you begin to see how this uh, whole thing unfolds in a, a much larger framework. It's about reclaiming discipleship. It's about identifying the ways that we can uh, be responsible and share what we have been given uh, for the benefit of, of others in the church and in the world, and, and then move forward. Now, it's interesting because uh, Cardinal Supic, as kind of the head, the spokesperson for the whole appeal, has a different, yep. has a different visibility this year to folks with the 930 Mass on Channel 7. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, do you, Brendan, do you think that will have an impact? Do you, or has, will he next uh, Sunday at 930, will he be preaching about this to the whole Catholic community that watches? He, so he will be, he will be uh, preaching about the annual Catholic appeal for the next few weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will actually have a couple of very short videos that will run um, on the, on the, um, February 7th and February 14th masses. Uh, oh, good. So Channel yep. 7 mm-hmm. will dump those in. for. Mm-hmm. It, oh, that's a great idea. And so they'll highlight one of the parishes in one of the schools who receives funding through the annual Catholic appeal and uh, showcase some of the great work happening at the, that parish in that school. And so, th- so as you mentioned, Mark, this is the, the first time that Cardinal has had, you know, these dedicated broadcast masses, and um, he's reaching a very significant audience. So the the past weekends when Cardinal has um, has suggested people consider a donation, for example, to our COVID relief fund, mm-hmm. our office has received donations from all over the country. So we've received calls and checks from New Mexico and Arizona and Texas um, in ways that we really haven't before. And so th- we have a potential this year through Cardinal's masses of reaching a, a much broader audience, a, a truly nationwide audience. So, Lou, as you're looking at formation and mission, and you're looking at that broader appeal, uh, does that change how you would approach this, or are you you're going to have a wider audience hearing your messages yeah. for the appeal? Well, in a, in one sense, uh, no, because it, this is it, it's universal. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, with the Pope Pope Francis, and this is also Cardinal Supic just picked this up in a very strong way. Pope Francis has called us to be missionary disciples. In other words, people who are with Jesus, but also sent from him. And so that's going to apply always, you know, and uh, and I think that's going to be important. But, you know, I also want to underscore the, um, uh, the annual Catholic appeal has already extended beyond the archdiocese in its scope. 
for example, through uh, Catholic Relief Services. Mm -hmm. Uh, Its support of Catholic Relief Services means that it helps people who are in critical situations throughout the world. And, And the whole appeal really is an expression of our communion and connection in the in the body of Christ, uh, in our own local church, of course, and in, in especially our connection with parts of that church that are most in need, but also beyond this local church uh, throughout the world, and that's that's a wonderful thing. We begin to to understand who we are and and our well. What Pope Francis just recently said in his uh, encyclical: "We are brothers and sisters to each other, exactly. universally." Now, uh, Brendan's going to be with us the whole show. So, Father Lou, I want to get um, a little more from you. And yep. so, I know Greg, you know, has got the hip thing going. So, he usually goes out uh, every appeal year in every parish he's been at: St. Mary of the Woods, yep. St. Mary's, and Cathedral, and delivers the message. Now, I think he's handing that off to to the celebrants who are going to be saying each of the masses. He just physically can't do it this year. What's your message? What's your message going to be to the folks? Well, you know, it'll be pretty much what I've just been talking about, you know, trying to set this, the context for the appeal as an exercise in discipleship. That, that certainly is, you know, and, but, but this year, particularly the theme is come follow me and bring hope to the world. And I'll tell you in the midst of, um, the pandemic, uh, the social unrest, the political transitions, um, the economic uh, struggles that people have, there's never been a time when people need more to hear hope. And we have to bring hope to each other. Yes. So it's, and, and, and so that's going to be a shaping piece. Um, but I, also, you know, the, the, the Cardinal, through videos and tapes that are played in the parishes, will be communicating that, that message as well, especially on Commitment Sunday. And who thought of the uh, come, how did that develop, the Come Follow Me, Bring Hope uh, to the World? It's, it's the right message at, yes. at this time. But how did that, how did that develop? Well, that was, uh, it was a, a, a group thing that also eventually included the cardinal, I mean, in, in shaping all of this. So there's uh, people in the archdiocese, Brendan, of course, and, and others, and myself, uh, working this out, looking at the readings, too. You know, that's, that's important. This is not just a, our own bright idea, but trying to draw from the Word of God and uh, to understand that. And then um, in collaboration with the, the cardinal, that's, that's how it came about. But when you read the signs of the times, when you read the signs of the times, you understand that there's a tremendous need for disciples to bring hope into this uh, troubled, wounded world. And it's not a we, they, it's an us. Absolutely. Now, yeah. now we only have, Lou, we only have you for a few, maybe a minute and a half. Can you, in some way, uh, just encourage um, people to how they need to see this appeal as a spiritual, a spirit, part of their spiritual growth, spiritual action. I know you've talked about it, but can you yeah. sum it up? Yeah, well, I, I think it, it, one of the things that uh, I think is really important is for people to take some time, quiet time, and reflect back. And, and first of all, just try to identify the gifts that God has placed into their lives, beginning with the very gift of life itself, and their relationships, their families, the the, the talents and the opportunities that they've been given, most especially that they have received in Jesus a possibility of forgiveness and new life. And once you begin with gratitude and an understanding of what's been placed in your life, then that's going to prompt generosity and responsibility, and people will move forward. Uh, and then you make a decision about, you know, what you're going to do to bring hope. What kind of word are you going to offer to other people? What kind of action? And also, what kind of financial support will you offer through the appeal that will make a difference in the life of the Church and the life of the world? So it's not an isolated action. It's an action probably in your spiritual life that will trigger other movement in your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, Mark. That's just right. 
Yeah. That's beautiful. You know, our daughter um, called me a couple weeks ago, and she's this and angry about this. And I said to her, uh, but she also said she was blessed. And I said, well, have you ever written them down? (laughs) She said, that's right. She said, no. I said, well, why don't you write them down and thank God every morning for the blessings in your life? It sounds like that's where you. That's what you're saying to folks. You're saying, you start know, with gratitude. Start today's, with gratitude. Yeah. Today's the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. You go through his writings. What was it that, that moved him, prompted him? He understood what God had done for him, all his grace. And yeah. because of that, he was impelled to go out and do what he did and preach what he preached. Beautiful. He was overwhelmed in the spirit. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I'd like to thank Father Luke Camelli for joining us for this part of our show. Um, yeah, thanks, Father Luke. It's always great to yeah, talk to you. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Thank you, Brendan and Mark. It's great to be with you guys. Thank you. And we're going to take a little break now. WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial. Catholic Chicago will be back with Brendan Keating, Chief Development Officer of the Archdiocese, and she, he will be joined by Barbara Shea Collins, who's the director of the Annual Appeal. And we're going to talk some background on where the gifts go, but also on specifics, what people can look for, either either uh, at the Cardinals Mass, at their own church at Mass, or live streaming. Uh, so we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. It's a new year. Many of us are making goals, trying to stay healthy, and planning for ways to make the most of every day during and after the pandemic. At Catholic Charities, we continue to meet people who are struggling to meet their basic needs, like housing, food, and stability in their lives. In these challenging times, the face of need is your neighbor, and the face of hope is you. Imagine how the world would look if we all saw each other as neighbors. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember, to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. Charity's 20th Annual Divine Affair will be held on Saturday, January 30th as a very special virtual event. Fantastic packages are available to make your in-home participation incredibly festive and memorable. In past years, over 400 guests have come together to sample elegant wines and the latest craft beers from over 90 vintners and brewers from around the world. Enticing raffles and special guests will help to make this 20th annual celebration extraordinary. Proceeds of Divine Affair go to Catholic Charities self-sufficiency programs that have helped thousands of individuals gain their confidence and start on a new path towards independence. Join us for this fabulous winter event. For more information, go to catholiccharities.net or call 847-814-3839. That's 847-814-3839. We look forward to seeing you on January 30th. Cheers! Thank you. 
We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago. Mark Treacy here, Executive Director of Holy Name, who's sitting in for our regular host, Father Greg Sackowitz, our rector, who is recovering from hip surgery and behaving a bit, so that's good. And this, <laughs> and I'd like to welcome uh, back Brendan Keating, our Chief Development Officer of the Archdiocese, and also welcome Barbara Shea Collins, the Director of the Annual Appeal. Welcome, Barb. Good morning, Mark. Father Greg asked me to start with this quote. So this is from Father Greg. Um, so he said, when the campaign started, when, I think it was Mar St. Mary of the Woods at that point. When the campaign started, I doubted, I doubted the whole process. <laughs> and then I became a believer. So, <laughs> so, so, so he was doubting Thomas. And then at St. Mary of the Woods, St. Mary and... Also at Holy Name, he's one of your exemplar uh, pastors who really believes and understands the appeal and knows that it's a benefit um, to the parishes that he's been at. Um, do we want to talk a little bit? Let's start a little bit with about the beneficiaries of the funds so people understand, you know, as you make this gift, this sacrificial gift to the annual appeal, you are benefiting uh, many ministries throughout the archdiocese, especially during this COVID time. So maybe, Barb, do you want to give us a little rundown of that? Sure. Um, and, and I love that story from Father Greg. I know, he, he doubting, said you did. He was doubting Thomas, but just like Thomas, now he's a believer and a great believer in the <laughs> exactly. field. Exactly. So it's always good for us. Um, uh, but, yes, there, there are so many. Um, the, the appeal really impacts so many different lives in the city, particularly our parishes and schools and financially challenged communities. We have like 75 parishes and 80 schools that are assisted by the funds raised by the appeal, particularly in these difficult times. This is so critical. Well, all, all of the, the organizations that are impacted are in need of critical help. We also assist 84 agencies and ministries besides the schools and parishes that include religious education, the immigration people, the respect life, life at all stages, racial justice, ethnic ministry, the Office of Disabilities, and of course, Catholic Relief Services, and myriad more. There's a list on our website. You know, Bar uh, Barb, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but, you know, when Brendan uh, and Father Lou started, they gave a little background on themselves. I want people to know who you are. A little background, Barb, so oh, people sure. understand. How did you end up as Director of Annual Catholic Appeal? Oh, my goodness. 25 years ago. <laughs> yes, indeed. The appeal is 29 years old. I've been there for 25 of them. Wonderful. Um, so right right as Mark Teresi was sending out misinformation. Yeah. I oh, you, coming did you board. hear that at the first par part of the show? I admitted <laughs> yeah. it. I admitted it. I think it was 400,000 mismatched appeal letters. You couldn't make a bigger mistake. I've used that over the years with anybody I've worked with when they make a mistake and come to me. I said, hey, don't worry about it. I did a much bigger one than that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's, that's a good one. And you really made uh, lemonade out of it. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So I started 25 years ago and I was um, called the external coordinator of the annual Catholic Appeal. And from that time I moved forward, I um, worked with Cardinal Bernadine to create the Lumen Cordium Society. And then as time went on, I was uh, pr promoted to become the director of the annual Catholic Appeal. And that was in 2006. And I have been doing it ever since. And it's been a joy. I've enjoyed every bit of it. And if you ever have a question, Barb is so gracious. Um, uh, I know because at Cathedral with my new role, we've had some conversations just so I understand the whole thing. And so I don't, you can give your number a, a little bit later, but you know, if you want to get the right answer and a gracious person, then can contact Barb about the appeal. So I want to make sure if parish people are listening, that they know that's an open, open door for them if they have questions and need a help. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, for bringing that up. And I, and I will provide my contact information at whatever time Mark deems it's appropriate. Well, why don't you do it now? We'll do it again. Sure. Okay, okay. go ahead. Uh, General Annual Catholic Appeal is just annualcatholicappeal.com. That will take you to the webpage where there's all, all the other contact information is in there besides. Uh, my number is 
504-4817. That's my cell phone, so you'll get me at home. And, at, you know, I, I want to help anyone who has questions of any kind at all. That's Barbara Collins at 312-504-4817. Or, of course, my um, email is bcollins at archchicago.org. And the number one more time? 312-504-4817. Beautiful. Now, Brendan, talk about... And I am, as Mark said, I'm really happy to help anybody about anything. Anything that you have a question about, don't don't think... And you can call me on the weekend. I'm always working, so... Well... Barb will have the answer. Yes, she will, but I should (laughs) call during the week if you can. (laughs) Anyway... Now, Brendan, give us a little background on the Lumen Cordium Society so people understand sure. it. So, so it, one thing I, I did want to mention, and Barb, Barb was talking about, so the annual Catholic Appeal started in 1991. Um, so since that time, the annual Catholic Appeal has raised $335 million, wow. um, which, is, which was just an incredible uh, you know, uh, testament to the generosity of, of the faithful throughout you know, the archdiocese. So the Lumen, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, allow people to share in the mission, the broader mission right. of the church. Absolutely. But go ahead, Lumen Cordium. So then, Lumen Cordium Society um, is is a group of donors who make gifts of fifteen hundred dollars or more mm-hmm. on an annual basis, and so um, that's a really important group of donors for the annual Catholic appeal. That group of donors alone. Um, just, just that group has raised 126 million dollars um, over the same period of time. And, and I know, if you go ahead, if you do make that gift, um, and then you are welcomed into the Lumen Cordium Society, you will uh, receive some benefits for that. You'll get a copy of our Lumen Cordium magazine twice a year, and you will receive an invitation to um, a special mass and reception with Cardinal Supich. Yeah, Barb and I have intersected over the years on uh, the event benefits because I've been at different places. Which you want to explain, Barb, a little bit about, even though it's COVID now, you can't do it now. But you know, right. when it's non-COVID, how you folks gather and thank people. Sure, and um, we're by the way, we're looking forward to hopefully by next fall being starting to start uh, the live events again. But in, in general, we have a mass for the whole society that is in June, hosting either the Cardinal is the celebrant, and we have a reception following where everyone gets to meet the Cardinal, shake his hand, talk to him. Uh, that's always a very popular event. In, in the fall, we have various um, events at the Cardinal's um, residence. Although he doesn't live there, that's still the Archbishop's kind of formal residence, so mm-hmm. we have events there for the different uh, people. And then we have a couple of Christmas parties as well. And you did so the co- you did the COVID Christmas event this year, so you're you're yeah, creative you're nice. creative about that, and the idea that I think I've been I visited you know through my seminary days and even now at Cathedral visited a lot of folks and their picture of the cardinal is very prominent either in their office or in their living room or so, oh yeah so that's a, Every, yeah everyone gets their picture with the cardinal if they want it and people do love it. Yeah, they really do. They really do. Now, so we we will have something in the summer for good. for this group of people. Um, we're finalizing plans, but we will have a way for for folks to connect with Cardinal oh, um, over the summer. Mm-hmm. Just, we're just we're, we're putting together something creative. But no matter what Greg tells you, do not send them to a Sox game. Uh, that, would, that would not that would not be appropriate for all our Cub fans. Now, what about uh, talk a little bit about ways of making a gift now during this COVID time, like at the cathedral, our capacity, instead of a thousand of masses, 200, some Sundays we hit the 200 with some of the masses. We do live stream. So talk a little bit about the specific, probably I'd say changes that are going to occur this year in terms of how people can give. So I can talk a little bit okay. about that. So that, so if, if people have you know been able to, to attend mass um, during the pandemic, you would be aware that so it's currently we're, we're not allowed to hand out you know, the normal sort of pledge cards and, and the paper, right? Exactly. Um, because of because of COVID concerns, and so so this year for those important annual Catholic Appeal weekends, we are encouraging folks to make a gift on their phones, and so um, 
the way to do that is the easiest way is just when you pull out your phone, um, mm-hmm. just navigate to annualcatholicappeal.com, and it comes up with, with the form right there that you can fill out to make your gift. Uh, there's a drop-down menu, so you can assign it to any parish in the archdiocese, uh, and then you can even set up recurring gifts right there. Now, what about well, people in in Pew, like Cathedral, because we can't do any of the collection, have set up a QR code on the Pew? Are you guys doing any of that stuff? We have not done a QR code, but we are. We have done a text-to-give function. Okay. Oh, good. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So that is just open your text message. The phone number is 345345. The message is ACA 2021. It's not cap sensitive. And you put that in, and it sends you right to a link that brings you to the form. So repeat the number again, the text. Three. So it's 345. Mm-hmm. 345, easy to remember. Okay. And, and the message is ACA 2021. ACA 2021. So that's the abbreviation for Annual Catholic mm-hmm. Appeal. Great. That's right. Now, Barb, you worked with a lot of pastors over the years with the appeal, and some of them probably were like Greg. Um, oh, yeah. The non-believers, and then, <laughs> and then now believers. Is yeah. there any, any stories pop into your mind about maybe a pastor really gave you a hard time? You don't have to name names, but gave you a hard time, but then all of a sudden it opened up uh, for him, the idea of you know, pastor oh, goals. That... You know, absolutely. There, there um, are, are a few pastor stories, but there's one story that's not a pastor, but probably one of the more fun stories. Okay. And it was a parish who the um, the business manager, who was also a parishioner in the parish, called me up when we first started this, which I also, by the way, thought was a very unusual method mm-hmm. for the interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I became a believer too. Mm-hmm. And this this business manager called up and said. We, our, our parish is full of professional people, and this is, this is we can't do this. This is ridiculous. You know, we, we can't ask them to fill out these envelopes in the, in the pew, take out your pencil and write down your name. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm very sorry about that. That's the process for this year. When next year comes along, give me a call before the appeal, and we'll, let's talk about it and see, you know, if there's any, anything that we've learned from this year that will help us to modify it to make it more uh, suitable to your people. Well, she never called mm. the next year. So I called her Good before for you. the appeal began. And she said, never mind. We've never raised so much money in one day in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> and she, I, every, one, every time I could get her to speak at something, I would have her stand up and tell this story. So that, that parish, they were believers. One year, it was, she said, nev- never mind. We have never raised so much money before in one day. Wonderful. And look at Holy... That, that is, of course, the Nata Process will we'll be able to do this year. But, you but gotta... we will count on the... You know, the, the people of the Archdiocese here have been remarkably um, generous. Oh, this yeah. year, during the, the COVID crisis, I just the other day I had a gentleman call who said who doubled his gift, his annual giving. And he said, he and his son who will give together, he said, we are... We're doubling where we can. We're doubling across the board in the Catholic world. Isn't we, you know, we, we've been, you know, we're, we're graced by God that we still have the resources, and we know that others don't. They may not have jobs right now, and they, their resources are in a, a difficult position. So we want to we want to step up and help out more in, during these difficult times. We have so many people who express it, express that same kind of desire. And it validates and our ministry. It validates mm-hmm. our ministry that we're doing the right thing. We're helping people, like Lou, Father Lou had said, we're helping people understand their commitment to the church and how that moves them toward other action. Now, before we close this section, Barb, can you give folks— one thing I wanted to add, I think pastors need to be patient in parish, too, um, because yeah. like Holy Name, this past year, it looked like COVID was really going to hit us— bad and people weren't going to be generous and the numbers weren't there. And all of a sudden in the summer, people, I guess, reflected on it and and we were very successful with the appeal. So, you know, don't expect as a pastor that it's all going to show up in February or March. I mean, be patient. Absolutely. How, how long do you see the calendar for the appeal? Well, that's a really good point to bring up, Mark. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Mm-hmm. The... Um, the annual appeal is a year-long campaign. So even though it starts now, it goes all the way until the end of January of the next year. 
And I think particularly in this climate, because we're going to be trying to stress with people because they can't get in the pews necessarily right. to, to try and give online. And we'll be sending reminders and nice, um, you know, digital opportunities for them to remind them to do it. But I suspect that no, seeing what we've seen so far with the generosity of the people, they are inclined to do this. We just have to remind them since they can't be in the pew. Right. We need to, to do, and especially our pastors. Yeah, we need to invite because, them. It's that it's that ministry yeah. of invitation. Now, Barb, before we close this section, give people your contact info again. Uh, you gave a great sure. example of how nice you are when people call. So go ahead. Um, the annual Catholic Appeal website is really easy. Annualcatholicappeal.com. Okay. That's simple. Annualcatholicappeal.com. My personal phone number is three one two five zero four. Four eight one seven. One more time, three, please. Three one two five zero four. Four eight one seven. Beautiful. I'd like to thank Barbara Shea Collins, director of the annual Catholic Appeal, for joining us during this segment with Brendan Keating, chief development officer. Barb, thanks so much. Always, thanks, Barb. It's always great talking to you. You are great, great, wonderful rep for our archdiocese pastors or business managers. Call her if you have questions about the appeal. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Thank you. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back, Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM. On your dial, Mark Tracy, Executive Director of Holy Name Cathedral, who is sitting in for Father Greg Sackwitz, who is healing from his hip surgery. He's behaving most days. Some days, all of a sudden, I'll be in my office, and there he is right in front of me, where he should be elevating his leg. But anyway, I digress. So we're continuing our conversation on the annual Catholic Appeal 2021, and joining us for this session with Brendan Keating, who's the Chief Development Officer, is our Father Wayne Watts, the pastor of Saints Joseph and Francis Xavier in Wilmette, and former pastor St. John Birchman's, and former person here at Quigley. We're sitting in the studio here at Quigley. Wayne had many years involved here in wonderful uh Educate, a wonderful educator and minister, and Elizabeth Anastasia, the parishioner of Our Lady of Wayside Parish, Arlington Heights, and she's an annual Catholic appeal donor, and she's a wonderful person who has taught me over the years about stewardship. Um, when I during my time at Munline, we had some wonderful, wonderful conversations and great times together. So, welcome, Father Wayne Watts, and welcome Elizabeth to Catholic Chicago. Thank you Thanks so, happy so much, to be Mark. With you. Yeah, it's good Hi, to hear. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Father Wayne. Hello. It's good to hear your voices. Um, let's uh, before we go into this, Wayne. I just was going to ask you: Are you one of the COVID priests? Is that quiet, or is that something you can talk about in terms of what uh, you're seeing? It, it, it's not a secret. Okay. And thanks for asking. I am. It's been quite an honor to be part of uh, that end of life experience for these folks. 
Because, you know, we're only permitted to go into people's rooms when it is extreme. And so I would say I've anointed 75 folks. Wow. And wow. My guess is about 70 of them have shortly thereafter gone to God. Wow. Yeah. How, how has it impacted you? I'm grateful to be able to do it and grateful that God has called me into this little little way of comforting people. I, I really uh, appreciate being able to connect with the families who can't be with their loved ones before and after I go into the hospital room and anoint the patient. I deliver a message of love. I let the families at home know that the patient is safe. You know. You're actually fulfilling the annual appeal theme this year, which is bring hope to the world. And I'm sure those 75 families uh, are so grateful, and so is the Archdiocese of Chicago, because you're representing all of us uh, in those moments. So I'd like to just personally thank you for that ministry. Um, Thanks, Mark. Yeah, and as as we look at bring hope to the world, Wayne, as you're looking at your parish, St. Joseph, St. Francis, and Wilmette, how, how do you articulate that appeal message to your folks? Well, I, you know, I'm saying this year more than ever, our world needs hope. And we have uh, a capacity to bring that hope to the world. We who have been so greatly blessed, we who are in Wilmette, we can share what we have to help the mission of Jesus as fulfilled in the Archdiocese of Chicago bring hope to the world. Yeah. Now, how has it helped? You were pastor at Birchman's, and you're also now your pastor at St. Joe's, St. Francis. How has it helped your parish, practically? It's, it's just been amazing. I, you know, I was talking to some priests yesterday, on Friday, saying that it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity to talk about the great things that are happening and how they happen is because the people support us. And at Birchman's, you know, Birchman's, before I got there 15-plus years ago, it was really struggling. And it was supported by funds that were raised by other parishes from the annual Catholic Appeal. It was a parish that was in financial needs that was supported by people like uh, people from St. Joseph and Francis Xavier. So I know that the money doesn't go into a black hole downtown. It goes out to help parishes in need. And and so it, it was amazingly helpful to uh, Birchman's. And then I got people involved. And as the, the neighborhood gentrified and the people had a little more money to share, I encouraged them to share it. And, and then we could give our little part to CRS. And, you know, we're part of a bigger picture. And I think that's super important for us to remember as church. We're, we're not just ourselves. We're part of a a worldwide church. It is a Catholic and universal apostolic church, you know? Exactly. With uh, Brandon, you had mentioned, uh, you want to go through the numbers again of what what parishes and schools and resources are serviced by the appeal? Sure. So this year we will probably raise about $15 million from the annual Catholic appeal. Uh, so that supports about 76 parishes uh, who are in financial need as well as 81 schools across the Archdiocese. Um, Those gifts support um, 84 different ministries and agencies doing God's work throughout the Archdiocese, um, supporting evangelization efforts, religious education, uh, family and community ministries, and then um, supporting human dignity and solidarity. And then gifts also uh, support the work of Catholic Relief Services, like Father Wayne was mentioning. about half a million dollars a year from the appeal goes to support the work of, of CRS. Um, and those folks are helping people all over the world, um, those who are suffering because of natural disasters or because of you know, other crises. And so making a gift to the annual Catholic appeal is a way to help you know, both your, your local parish community as well as our whole regional community across the archdiocese as well as all folks around the world who are in need with just that one gift. It's amazing. And Father Lou had said in our earlier segment, 
um, it's a spiritual exercise. I mean, it's some, it, it requires quiet. It requires reflection. It requires um, an attitude of discipleship. So, Elizabeth, you don't only donate to the annual Catholic Appeal. I know you as you have um, kind of a disciple's heart in terms of your generosity. But why the Catholic Appeal? Why is that important for you to be a contributor to the Appeal? Well, Mark, it it really fulfills, for me, uh, so many uh, check boxes, really. I do want to support my parish, and this gives me a way to support it in a special way. Aside from just, you know, what I give them on a weekly basis, you know, we stand up as a parish together and, you know, sort of declare, you know, our gift to the archdiocese, and this lets me be part of that larger picture instead of just, you know, the individual one. And then the overage that we raise at the parish level, of course, goes back to the parish um, from our, you know, the commitment that we have. So it allows me to help in that, you know, that larger segment. And then also uh, all of those um, outreaches, that the Archdiocese does do, uh, they're all important to me, too, but this is sort of like one-stop shopping. So it allows me to um, to know that my donation is being, you know, funded uh, to, for example, Catholic Relief Fund. They actually get more from me than I would typically give them because they're getting a percentage of, of the total gift, you know, that goes, you know, that, that I'm giving to the fund. So... Um, so I really feel good about all of the outreaches, especially in light of, you know, all of the environmental crises that there were last year um, all over the world and, uh, and here in this country, and all of the good that Catholic Relief Services does, um, in addition to everything else that we do with, now, uh, with the money. Now, it is interesting. So, I mean, people can look at it in terms of their life in stewardship and what that gift you know but you're looking at all you're looking at that but you're also looking at from a practical standpoint here are my check boxes and this money is being well used correct yeah. yes that's wonderful that's wonderful now wayne as you look at uh the folks in your parish do they get it do they do they understand what Elizabeth just said in terms of not only the efficiencies of the usage of the money, but the idea that this is a broader stewardship issue for them in terms of their faith life? I think they do. You know, we uh, we have uh, incredibly generous folks in our parish who are generous because they realize that they've been greatly blessed and they want to share their blessings with the church and the world. I think that all of us can use a little reminder now mm-hmm, and then, and, mm-hmm. and that's why we have this three-week program to remind. I was just writing my bulletin article this morning for Sunday, where I'm reminding the folks of the importance of the appeal. I tell them that I invest heavily in, in my personal philanthropy in this appeal, and I invite, them to, I invite them to join me. Very important, very important. You know, we're going to take a little break uh, now, WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, on your dial. And Will will be back um, with Brendan Keating, the Chief Development Officer, Father Wayne Watts, Pastor St. Joe St. Francis, and Elizabeth Anastasia, parishioner, Our Lady of the Wayside, to continue our discussion and make sure we get very specific with people so they understand specifically how to involve themselves in the Catholic Appeal. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. a new year. Many of us are making goals, trying to stay healthy, and planning for ways to make the most of every day during and after the pandemic. 
At Catholic Charities, we continue to meet people who are struggling to meet their basic needs, like housing, food, and stability in their lives. In these challenging times, the face of need is your neighbor, and the face of hope is you. Imagine how the world would look if we all saw each other as neighbors. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember, to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. Catholic Charity's 20th Annual Divine Affair will be held on Saturday, January 30th as a very special virtual event. Fantastic packages are available to make your in-home participation incredibly festive and memorable. In past years, over 400 guests have come together to sample elegant wines and the latest craft beers from over 90 vintners and brewers from around the world. Enticing raffles and special guests will help to make this 20th annual celebration extraordinary. Proceeds of Divine Affair go to Catholic Charities self-sufficiency programs that have helped thousands of individuals gain their confidence and start on a new path towards independence. Join us for this fabulous winter event. For more information, go to catholiccharities.net or call 847-814-3839. That's 847-814-3839. We look forward to seeing you on January 30th. Cheers! We're back, WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago. Mark Teresi here sitting in for Father Greg Sackowitz, rector at Holy Name and host of Catholic Chicago as he's recovering now from his hip surgery. I'm going to digress a little bit. Um, hello? Hi, hello. Oh, everybody's there. Okay, I heard it in your voice. Um, I'm going to digress a little bit and uh, tell a little story about a lesson that Elizabeth taught me when I was at University of St. Mary of the Lake, Mundelein Seminary, and she was tremendous, tremendous uh, supporter of the mission. The seminary, I remember having a conversation, and uh, Elizabeth wanted to do something. She said, I want to do something for one seminarian. I don't know if you remember this or not. So yeah. I said, um, well, let me find out. And it was an odd connect, but I said, you know, and I won't go into names, but I'll say, one of the seminarians had terrible terrible um, dental health. I said, you know, he needs extreme work. Uh, that and the gift that you had said would match the work that's needed. What do you think? And it was quiet. She, you said yes. I informed the, the seminarian who n knew that you were the donor and was very grateful and thanked you, etc. But you know what's funny about that gift is I'll see him on Facebook. He's a priest. I'll see him on Facebook with that smile. And I'll think of you, Elizabeth. I'll think of, wow. of your giving and, and, and the idea that you kind of wanted to change a life. You know, you, you wanted to focus your, your giving there. And uh, that's probably what a disciple does. Mother Teresa said you change lives one at a time. Uh, she also said the smile is the greatest gift you can give to someone. You put all those together, and Elizabeth— um, and then I'm going to ask Wayne and Brendan, Lou's calling us to discipleship with this annual Catholic Appeal. How do you see that word, discipleship, in your life? 
that's a wonderful story about uh, that gift, Elizabeth. Yeah, it is, and it, yeah. it impacted mm-hmm. me. It still does. So, Elizabeth, that—that's that's your call to discipleship. I learned from it. You know, um, how do you see that word that Lou's saying? This is what this is calling us to. It's just a blessing, you know. When when you give, I mean, it, it's a blessing to be called to give, you know, for starters. And then when you do it, when you answer the call, whatever the call is that you have from God. You know the the blessings come back to you tenfold. You know, just enjoy mm-hmm. and um, and I I see this call. You know, for the annual Catholic campaign appeal. You know, as also a call out. You know, to the people who are listening, and that you know to respond. You know, the joy will be amazing. You know, just for answering that call. That's great. That's great. Wayne, what about you in terms of that discipleship call? Well, I think the disciple is the student who learns from the Master. And the Master showed us and shows us how to give without counting the cost. Ah. That's why you said yes to the COVID thing, too. That's why I said yes to the COVID thing. That's why I said yes to just about everything that I do. That's wonderful. Brendan, what about you, Chief, Deval- this, Chief Development this year is Officer? Unlike any you're... other year, yeah. you know, in the, in the pandemic, and you know, and I think it's really upended a lot of the ways that people think about how they relate to each other. Um, and I, I, sometimes I, we've talked to some donors who said, you know, they want to help, but they're not sure what is the best way to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think you know, the annual appeal does offer a, a very a, a very good way to do that. It's it's a way for us to help our neighbors. It's a way for parishes to help other parishes. It's a way for communities to lift each other up, um, to share some of the blessings that we've had, you know, with each other. Um, and I think, you know, just now more than ever, it's a way for all of us to stay connected to each other um, in these in, in these communities that are that are the fabric of, of our life um, together. Now, Lumen Cordium is. You want to repeat how people can join that society? Sure. So, so anybody who uh, gives a gift to the annual Catholic Appeal of fifteen hundred dollars a year or more, um, and that fifteen hundred dollars can also be a recurring gift, or, you know, or spread out throughout the entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, those folks are then welcomed into the Lumen Cordium Society, and if uh, you are a Lumen Cordium Society member, you will receive an invitation to um, an event uh, with. Cardinal Supich. Uh, we will be having one over the summer, and you will also receive copies of our Lumen Cordial magazine, which goes out twice a year. So, Brendan, if, before we close, I know you have also the uh, magazine that mm-hmm. uh, you send out. Do you remember, is there a story from the magazine that really stands out to you in terms of someone's giving and how it impacted you? So, you know, I would say more than just one story, it's, mm-hmm. I'm always shocked by by how wonderful our donors are. So, and, and we, we do the, the, the magazine twice a year, and, you know, we're always able to showcase donors. And, and I think sometimes you know, people think when they hear the word donor, they may think of, of somebody who's, you know, you know particularly of a, of a certain income bracket. But it isn't really necessarily true. I mean, some really you know, people who make significant gifts come from all walks of life. Um, across the archdiocese, and that's something that really strikes me. You know, every time we put together the magazine, is just how generous you know some people are, um, and they're they're able to go you know perhaps above and beyond um, what we might think. And but they they find that that in themselves they they find that calling to help one another. And, and I'm always just so happy um, when when we're able to highlight some of those donors. Beautiful. So the annual Catholic Appeal 2021. The announcements are this weekend, January 30, 31. Commitment weekend is the next weekend, February 6, 7th. Follow-up week, February 13, 14th. I'd like to thank our guest today, Brendan Keating, Chief Development Officer of the Archdiocese of Chicago. Earlier in the show, Father Luke Camelli, Cardinal's Delegate for Formation and Mission. Barbara Shea Collins, Director of the Annual Catholic Appeal. And our guest in this segment, Father Wayne Watts. Pastor St. Joseph's and Francis Xavier and Wilmette, and Elizabeth Anastasia, the prisoner, Our Lady of the Wayside Parish in Arlington Heights. Thank you all 
for your time and your graciousness and your commitment to the annual appeal. Let me give Barb Shea Collins' number one more time for people. If you have a question, pastor, business manager, parishioner, 312-504-4817. That's Barb Shea Collins, 312-504-4817. This is Catholic Chicago, WNDZ. Thanks, Michael May, for a great show. And uh, stay safe. God's blessings to all.